Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Monday, August 28th. The Yankees just went 4-2 and on the week, winning both series. They played good, scored 36 runs in five games, gained some ground on the Red Sox. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. How's everyone doing? My name is John Boy. I am coming to you from Northern California, where it is a disgusting... 103 degrees out. It's disgusting. It's gross. I hate it. Jake, he's coming to you from Denver, my co-host. Hello. It's not as hot there, is it? No, it's been beautiful in Denver this weekend. Had a great weekend. Fantasy football draft weekend. That's why my uh, voice is a little hoarse. We uh, played some golf, watched the fight, played a basketball game. That's why you've seen me previously in my basketball garb. But yeah, real fun weekend. Yeah, it was a spectacle. Um, For sure. Fight was awesome. I didn't expect to like it that much, but... Had a good weekend as well. Helps that the Yankees had a pretty good week. Four wins, brawl, one tough loss, and uh, Red Sox lost four straight, so that's good. I'm definitely missing East Coast weather, though. I'm sick of summer, and I'm 105 degrees is the worst thing that can happen to someone. Yeah. That's, that's a nightmare. Yeah. All right. So, we did have a good week, though. You able to catch most of the games? Yeah, I caught, caught most of the games, most of the matches. Last weekend, I couldn't watch a lot of those Red Sox ones, and uh, I, was, I was working, so that sucked. But I was able to watch, like, I think all of them. Still doing the periscopes, the live broadcast during games. Pretty fun. My new thing is I go live for every Greg Bird at bat. We'll get into him later. I watched you during the uh, he who should not be named at bat, and you even mentioned me, but I tried to comment, and I couldn't do it because I'm terrible with technology. So <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. It should have showed me that you were in there. Cool. All right, so a lot of stuff to go into. Let's start with the small stuff. There's a bunt right down the third baseline. This was the very beginning of the week, so a lot of people even probably forgot it happened, but let's touch on it for a second. Judge had the whole, the strikeout streak going. He goes three walks, then a double, and Joe pulled him. He said it was Joe you know, just to give him a day because they're blowing the team out, and that's normal, which it is. But do you think that was a... I'll, I'll say yes. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any any shame in really hiding it. I mean, it's not like it was... We had one of our friends mention that they might just do literally a one-at-bat and yank them in one of these games just to kind of get it over with. So, hey, to get a couple walks, get a double, get a win, and just get it out of the media for good, yeah, absolutely fine with it. Some people were comparing it to, like, Ted Williams had his batting average and he, he could sit out the last game and keep it. And he was like, no, I'm going to go down the right way. I'm a man. And he went and played and got it, which is a cool story. But they were like, Judge should have said, I want to erase the streak like correctly. I was like, who cares? So it's a little too much, yeah. right? And it's, it's done. Mm-hmm. And the streak was stupid anyway. Because you know the media was going to ask him, like, oh, you had a great day, but the streak continues. Does that bother you? And he keeps telling people, like, I don't even know. If you guys didn't ask me, I wouldn't know. And then I see people like, yeah. yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. No, he really wouldn't. Who keeps track of consecutive yeah. strikeouts? He really would have no idea. Unless, neither would I if someone didn't count them and point it out. 
Yeah, to, to just not have the media bring it up. And again, I've, I've mentioned my mentality in sports before, which is pretty awful. But anytime he had two strikes on him, you know it's in the back of his head somewhere. I mean, you got enough to think about at the plate anyways. I don't think it was burning a hole in his head, but it's it's done. Yeah, streak's over. Cool. I don't even know if a new one started. Whatever. I hope not. The next thing is uh, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of topics this week like glaring in our face stuff that happened besides the brawl, which we're going to use as our gapper because it was earlier in the week. One one to Therese hits this ball well to the gap in left center field. I'll let you talk about it first because I think everyone knows how I feel a little bit already. For baseball, decent baseball brawl. You know, it's uh. The Yanks and Tigers have been a little snippy at each other this year. Mickey Cabs in the previous series was basically yelling at the whole Tigers team on the bench, telling Fulmer to plunk someone. So then, yeah, that kind of carried into this. And then, uh, I mean, the only bummer was, you know, terrible look for Gary. Yeah. A couple suckers. And the one that we diffused, but I guess other people were thinking that Dellen was doing stuff intentionally. And, you know, we we're just, no, Dellen's wild. Yeah, I went back and forth with uh, Carabas. He's the Barstool uh, Boston guy. Which I like. I love his coverage and his stuff. But I think it's – let's. I'll get into this first. A, what do you think about Fulmer throwing at Gary? He hit four home runs in three games. Kind of fine with it. That's baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then Canely throws back, which we said Canely would be the guy. Remember we were talking with yeah. Sheehan about who would start a brawl? And I said – I don't know. who One of us said Canely would be the guy that would retaliate in our bullpen. He did. He didn't even hit him, but I think that's fine. I think it should have ended there, and it right. would have if yeah, I mean, if the, Mickey didn't go after Romine and the Umps didn't Umps blow did it. Did a pretty bad job. Yeah. Our boy Romine, though, I liked everything he did. Yeah, Romine did good. The other, the thi- other thing that it, if you're if this was a Tigers podcast, Canley almost killed Mickey Matook last time or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, <laughs> and Mickey Matook loved it. So yeah, I don't know. It was decent baseball brawl. From the outfield is a you you've mentioned the Yankees documentary this year if they if they win it all that should be the opening and the closing that, that was, was awesome fantastic. like live time I was sending a tweet I think if you wanted to look back at my tweets I was sending a tweet like oh and we're gonna fight and then just and Robertson running because it was live time <laughs> I was just like oh my god whatever I was saying I don't care anymore <laughs> that shot of Robertson was awesome great job by the yes I mean no one's gonna ever give these guys credit but great job by the yes booth to have that camera and to be like go to that camera right now because that was an amazing shot the Dellen thing i kind of want to clear this up because i was going back and forth with carabas on twitter and i was at a bar that night and they're just showing highlights of the brawl and everything that happened and they get to Dellen hitting him in the head anyone in the world watches that just the highlights or just the recap of the brawl says he did it on purpose it's so easy to think that as your first thing and obviously you would if you're not a yankee fan but I've, all I've been trying to say is, like, he, he could have been trying to establish the inside. He could have been trying to hit him in the ribs. If you want to say those things, I know that it's impossible for me to make you think otherwise. But he was not trying to hit him in the head. I'm positive about that. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't even trying to hit him because Dylan throws that pitch all the time. If you want to say he was trying to hit him but not in the head, like, I, I, there's no way to tell a non-Yankee fan like right. I don't, I really don't think so. So I'm fine with you thinking that, but I, I don't think he was trying to hit him. Dylan is just, he does that all the time. Yeah, I mean, it was a tie game, right? Tie game, oh one count. So, yeah. But, so I did full breakdowns. If anyone hasn't seen them, I just posted them on YouTube. I like broke down Gardner in the scrum, Judge in the scrum, 
Judge got in there and threw Miggy around a little, which was crazy. Judge is huge. <laughs> Jacoby ran in, almost got his knees taken out right away, and then just kind of like hung around the outside, acting like he was yeah. involved, but he wasn't involved at all. That's great. If you guys, if you guys really need me, I'll hop back in. Yeah. <laughs> no. Romine dodging both of like Miggy's punches and then going ground game right away is awesome. Yeah. And then, did you see the the gif of CC laughing at, right in Brett Gardner's face? No. Oh, dude, you like need to. to see it. I'll send it to you afterwards. Gardner, it's like when they clear again, Brad Osmus told Gardner, fuck you, and Gardner's going crazy. He's just screaming, and they're holding him back, and CeCe looks at Gardner, listens to him, and then just laughs his ass off, like the biggest, <laughs> smiliest laugh in the world. It's awesome. Love that. As for the suspensions, I was really worried Gary was going to get more. I thought he was. Um, mine... He- you guys called me out. My my first guess was 10 games. Mine was eight. Um, because they usually aren't that lenient. I think they were lenient because the ums handled it pretty terrible. And I think yeah. they were. But um, anytime a guy runs from the dugout, like it was, he wasn't on the field. He wasn't part of the initial scrum. He ran from the dugout and clocked two guys who were defenseless. I thought it was going to be yeah. much, much more. And he was the only person that threw punches besides... Romine and Miggy, who were main two involved. So I thought it was going to be much more. I'm really happy with four games. A lot of people were asking how the appeal is going to work and why they're both appealing at the same time. I think if they appeal, they're going to get games off because the players' union is so strong. Right. So Romine might drop down to one. Gary might drop down to three. And then Ken Rosenthal sent out a tweet, said that the appeal would last till expanded rosters, which I haven't seen anywhere else. But that's crazy that the appeal will last a whole week. Yeah, I just – I obviously don't know all the details behind it, but I just feel like when I hear suspensions, A, you always, it always gets appealed because the players union is strong and whatever. But I, I feel like if you're a player, you can drop it at any moment and Romine could serve his two games or whatever. Like you can almost strategically decide when you're going to do your games, which I, I assuming is the game plan. We'll see. Yeah. Everyone thought that they would accept Romine's right away, have Gary play these two games and then Gary would drop it, miss out on the last Seattle game and three Indians games and be back for Red Sox. But they didn't do that, so I don't know how it plays out. But I'm sh- they definitely know more than me. I tried to research, and then I was like, uh, I'll just wait and see. Because it's it, nothing seems set in stone with how it works. Final thoughts yeah. on the brawl, though. I liked Romine. I was all for it. Like Until I saw the replay of Gary's punches, I was excited i was like that was awesome that's what we needed and then it was like oh sour taste in my mouth that wasn't cool yeah. a lot of people were saying he's in the heat of the moment he's just helping his teammates everyone was in the heat of the moment what was clint yeah. frazier what was clint frazier doing in the heat of the moment holding gary back what was gardner <laughs> doing in the heat of the moment holding he got mccann pinned and then he pinned someone else and just like tried to de-escalate it everyone what was sunny gray doing sunny gray was awesome holding down castellanos Everyone else was trying to defuse the situation like you're supposed to. Grab a guy, hold him down, separate, and Gary was punching people who were held yeah. down. So, like, the heat of the... Terrible look. The heat of the moment is the reason, but it's not an excuse or anything. Yeah. It's still... It was a really bad look for Gary. Yeah. All right. Anything else on the brawl? I, I mean, we'll probably get to it later on with awards and stuff. Yeah, I'm good on the brawl. Big stinky cheese. Got some cheese, bud! Got some big... Again, there's not that much, but I think it's Castro's return and even Bird's return and how the lineup looks now. Castro is 
put a big dent in that lineup. He's a good bat. And he comes out, gets one hit his first day, a double, one hit his second day, a two RBI single, I think, or a double, and then three, four hits on Sunday. So Castro in the two hole too. I didn't think he was going to come back this hot. Yeah, he, um, the commentators were on him a little bit today because, and actually Paul O'Neill called it perfectly. He's like, Castro's the kind of guy that if he goes three for three, he's going to swing for the fence. And then that next swing, he swung so hard his helmet came off. And Paul was like, yep. Uh, (laughs) That's pretty funny attitude. Man, I'm feeling good today. I just hit a home run now. Right? Just go for it, which I kind of like. But um, he ended up in an eight-run game. He stayed in on a a two-strike pitch and flubbed another one out there. Yeah, Castro's back. He who shall not be named. Greg Bird is back. We talked about the big stinky cheese, and it's it's those players coming back, and it's we're playing pretty decent baseball. We we blew a couple games to the Red Sox, which were just straight demoralizing. But over the past three weeks or so, we've been playing pretty good baseball. Yeah. So and it'll this... be how how do those guys integrate with the current? You know, we we've, we've already had four outfielders going at it. And I think Paul O'Neill said more great stuff on that today. He was saying, you know, hey, if you want to play, get hot, <laughs> get get some hits. Yeah, like we um, saw with, saw with Ellsbury, got hot yeah. yesterday, got the nod today over Guardy. Only one lefty was going to start against a lefty pitcher. Joe went with Ellsbury because he get, did good. I mean, not that Gardner did bad, but Ellsbury had the bigger game. Ellsbury comes through again with two more RBIs, so the hot hand will play. Hicks is um, not the hot hand right now, so we'll see how that works out. But his ability to switch hit will keep him in some lineups. Yeah, how they've done the first two games with Greg Bird, Todd Frazier, and Chase Headley was exactly how I said I thought they were going to do it, which I'm kind of proud of myself. I was because second guessing, I thought I was going to be wrong because then I all the beat writers started saying Bird will just be the DH. They're not going to move Todd and Chase, and I was like, oh shit, I've been saying something else, but they did it. Yeah. The lefty pitched, Chase and Todd were in the lineup. As righties, the righty pitched, Bird and Chase were in the lineup as lefties. I think that's how it goes until someone stays hot. Yeah, and it's right now it's it's still very much a good thing. It's versatile lineups that you can send some lefties, send some righties out there. Yep, and that's what Joe said on Bird when he came back. He said, uh, let's not forget we're in the business of performing. You have to perform to play. So Yeah, and that's – as long as that's the attitude and not <laughs> crap, I better get a hit today. <laughs> Otherwise I'm not going to play for three days. That's, I don't know. You don't want that burden while you're hitting, <laughs> yeah. trying to, trying to hit the 95 mile per hour fastball and thinking if you don't, <laughs> you're going to the bench. That's not a great attitude, but I got something fun for you. Sure. We've had eight players start at first base this year. Think you can name them all? Eight players start at first base this year. Yep. We'll start with the best player. G-Man Choi. Yep, four games. Bird. Yep, 17. Headley. 26. Um, Matt Holiday, did he start one? Seven games. Oh, so they've just had the players start. I guess play, because I don't think Holiday started seven. Uh, Chris Carter, go. 48, which is incredible. <laughs> Scary. Um, God, I don't know. Austin Romine, Tyler Austin, Rob Refsnyder. Okay. it's a lot of people. Chris Carter with yeah. 48 starts at first base. He was an everyday in the lineup. That's nuts. We've come so far. Scary. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bird, I know you don't want to talk about him until he hits a home run, but he's looked, he's looked good. 
He looked so sad and depressed at the plate this beginning of this year. He had a broken plant foot on his heel. So you can guess he didn't feel good. He didn't even look good. Everything looked terrible. Even the way he's taking pitches, and I know it's five at-bats or five plate appearances, so it's very small. But minor leagues was good, uh, and he just looks comfortable and ready to go. He's, his interviews, his smile, is just so happy and into it and glad to be back on the team. And we were laughing at this dude for four weeks ago when he said, I'm going to be back in August and contribute. We literally laughed in his face. Said we don't care, man. Do whatever you want. Here yeah. he is uh, proving it. So good for Bird. I'm excited. And, yeah, I know where, you know, baseball you can say these weird and dumb cliche stuff, like how you said he's looking good in the box and five at bat, stuff like that. You know, he pinch hit today. and he two RBIs. It wasn't a hard hit ball, but hit it where they ain't. Um, and with the start he had to this season – a couple of those go a long way, whether they're bloops or just a grounder getting through. Um, so, yeah, we uh, – Greg Bird. There it is. Happy's back. Something else. So, so we lost that one game. We uh, we had no run support at all. 0 for 13 runners in scoring position. And like you said, we look good. I think this week I'm not over the moon with our play, although Red Sox losing helps. So, but I'm not as happy as we were maybe three weeks ago whenever that – one podcast wasn't we were incredibly happy with them right but i'm not down in the dumps at all and i think i've just come to understand that some games we're not gonna have it and it sucks because yeah. they're pretty inconsistent that game they just didn't do anything with runners in scoring position over 13 everyone loves chiming in saying we don't hit bad pitching it's not true we've won a, ta- a lot of games off bad pitching yeah we just are really inconsistent there's no rhyme or reason when we're gonna not show up but we will not show up some games, so that game sucked. I mean, a little of that's baseball. The offense still had a pretty good week. I think 30, we, we 30, like... 36 runs on five games. 36 runs on four games, really, because one game they got zero runs. But 36, ga- yeah. 36 runs on five. Yeah, it was a really good week for the offense. I mean, yeah, I think they hit like 280, something like that. So I, I don't want to harp too much on that. Let's go into awards. And the award goes to... You go first this week. Who's your pride of the Yankees? Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Pride, of the Yankees. My pride of the Yankees this week. I went with uh, Sonny Gray. Well, you mentioned him in the brawl. That's <laughs> that's neat stuff. That's that's a good way to earn your teammates' love a little bit. Not who you'd expect going over there wrapping up. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. So we like that out of Sonny Gray, and then he had a great start. And after, I don't know. There's, <laughs> it it sounds like that Yankee arrogance a little bit, but. Coming to the Yankees is a thing. <laughs> um, mentioned it on the broadcast, you know, Todd Frazier comes over. He was the man in Cincinnati for years on teams that didn't really do too much. Obviously, he's coming, falling out of his career a little bit, but you come to the Yankees, okay, you gotta, you got to prove your keep, and if you're not hitting, we've got guys like Chase Edley, Tyler Austin, Greg Bird that, you know, they're going to get at-bats too. So, Sonny Gray coming over, you know, we – there were some concerns what he would do on this stage. I know I, a couple people I talked to were concerned about the short porch and right field being a righty and leaving Oakland's friendly confines. The Yankees, you know, the big cheese for us has been the lineup. Castro's coming back, this, that, and the other. It, the lineup figures it out, which they pretty much have. <laughs> I mean, we, they had a big week, and we've got a lot of good platoon-type situations, and hopefully Judge starts coming back. Gary's been a nut. The pitching, 
the bullpen's got to f- figure it out. I mean, they're still doing good things. Just a couple Chapman, come on, babe. But playoff time, those starters are huge. And Tanaka's been dealing lately. Sevy still dealing. So if Sonny Gray can pitch like that, we got those three, and you probably give CC a start because he's CC. Man, you can you can be a contender. You're not just a playoff team anymore. So. Loved what I saw from Sonny. Like, like to see some more of it. Seven innings pitched, one earned run. It's a great start. Three hits. All right, my pride of the Yankees originally was going to Austin Romine, like I touched at. I just thought he handled the entire situation well, physically and emotionally, dodging the punches, ground game, throwing hum- throwing some himself, yelling at the umps, fuck you, you fucking suck. That was pretty funny. Fire in his eyes. Post-game interview, did, did your brother come try to calm you down? What did your brother say? He's like, my brother didn't try to calm me down. I'm a grown man. <laughs> uh, a lot of good stuff, but none of that is actual play. I changed my pride of the Yankees to another guy who had no actual play this week, and it's Joe Girardi. And wow. got thrown out of two games. <laughs> also handled the brawl pretty good in the postgame. Went after the umps. Went after Brad Osmith for telling one of his players, fuck you. Went after everyone. Then this game, a 6-1, everyone's making errors. It's kind of a joke of a game. And Joe is out there telling his guys, this ain't a goddamn joke. Everything matters from here on out. Everything is serious. And we're not just messing around anymore at all. I also thought some of his lineup moves, everyone loves to hate Joe. Switched Gary and Judge. Gary went crazy hot he was already kind of hot he went crazy. crazy hot in the three hole that's worked out switch took out hicks put jacoby in that worked out then the next day stayed with jacoby to keep the hot hand that worked out he pulled a couple punches that worked out really well played the bullpen well in i would say even five of the games i mean i'm not going to blame him for warren coming in and blowing and doing bad uh, it's not on Joe. I think Warren was a good call. I don't think he made any crazy bullpen call decisions. Yeah. Everyone's going to second guess that one. But other than that, uh, pretty good. So I thought Joe, I really like his fire. He's brought an in intensity. And uh, I think he's letting these young guys know we're, we're, we're in the second stage of this season. And it's time to go one gear f- further. So I liked yeah. it. No one ever likes giving a manager credit. I think Joe deserves some credit right now. So good for him. I've had... I've had minor issues with him. The the way we phrase it is NL style manager, a guy that just likes to do too much. You know, baseball, baseball is easy to sit back and let let your normal lineup go out there and do their thing. Joe likes to do a lot. And um, I think we got to, if if you're going to give it to Girardi, I I think a little tip of the hat needs to go to Cashman too, because this is, this is kind of Girardi's dream team to manage. He's got, a lot of platoons. He's got a lot of bullpen arms. Lefties, uh, switch hitters, yeah. Yeah, all of it. So. Well, I'll never say anything yeah. bad about Cashman. All right, who's your uh, Yankee motherfucker? Cash we trust. You Yankee motherfucker. My Yankee mother fluffer. I'm, <laughs> I feel like this has now been my new intro for this. I'm, I'm going to keep it short and sweet for the mother fluffer. Because, again, another good week, four and two. <laughs> and this guy had one of the best <laughs> offensive weeks of the season, Gary Sanchez. He had four homers, um, one of the hottest bats. Could have easily been this season. Could have easily been could've pride. Easily, pride. Been Actually, pride. I asked I asked a lot of people who's your pride of the Yankees this week when I was 
Periscope and on Twitter, and I got almost five different guys back, Gary being one, Toe, Castro. A lot of people deserved a lot of accolades this week, but I I, I thought about putting Gary as my motherfucker too because I really didn't like it. And, I, and people were like, you sound like a bitch. You sound like a girl. Nah, it's just not cool. It's it's a terrible look. If if this was a Red Sox player that did this, we would hate this player for life. Basically, <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't throw sucker punches like that. That's just an unwritten rule in every sport in life, <laughs> I guess. And you're also a guy that has been held down by two other people and then punched in the face by a third. So, yeah, <laughs> I am. I, th- I thought you were referencing Gary Sanchez for a second, but yeah, I uh, I I had to. <laughs> Dodge and dodge and duck one time. Uh, that's a story for another podcast. Actually, maybe no. Maybe we'll let the people know real quick. I uh, we were at a college party, had some friends. Things got a little aggressive. Fight breaks out. <laughs> I come to. There's two guys that got me pinned down. I'm just dodging, <laughs> head dodging punches. Luckily, they kind of started realizing that was messed up. So I, they got me out of there. And I, on the way out, I. I, I pushed a guy out of the window. Not like a, not like a cool movie way. Like he was already leaning out talking shit. So I just gave him a punch. But uh, about me. Um, back to Gary and the Yanks. Uh, the the bigger thing of no, with the sucker punches and all that is that hey you're wicked hot. You were carrying the offense and now you're going to be suspended at some point. And if that is the Red Sox series or whenever it is, those could end up being really big games. So that's why, that's why it's Gary. I still still young, still learning. You know, it, it was heat of the moment, but you can't do that. So, I agree. I agree. Left, uh, I'm, someone, like, said, I mean, you need to stop hating on El Gary. I'm not hating on him. I'm hating on the one thing he did. I still love him. Still my favorite player. Yeah. Still very much team El Gary. But that, in that one instant, I was not. I was, that was pretty bad. Yeah. All right, my motherfucker goes to Jaime Garcia. Now, I know... You're not a stud, Jaime, and I'm not expecting you to be a stud. But listen to these pitching lines this week. Seven innings pitched, three earned runs. Six and two-thirds, one earned run. Seven innings pitched, one earned run. Seven innings pitched, one earned run. Seven innings pitched, one earned run. Jaime's game, four innings pitched. Two earned runs, that's not terrible, but four innings pitched. Depletes the bullpen. I tweeted at one point because he was through four and only had given up two earned runs. And, I, and everyone was just ripping him to shreds. And I said, if he gets to the fifth with only two earned runs, I'm happy. That's what we got you yeah. for. But you need to get through the fifth, man. And you can't go out there, put men on base, and then leave only doing four plus. Yeah. So get it together. Starting pitching is supposed to build off each other. And for the most part, they did. Like, all those lines were pretty good. Yeah. Our team ERA in the last month or so was really good. But Jaime... Get deeper into games. Quit throwing so many balls. I don't need you to do anything better than a quality start. Give me your base. Six innings, three runs. Five innings, two runs. Get to the fifth or sixth with us being able to win the game, and I'm fine with it. But you can't just go four innings. So He's a huge, huge start for him this week against Cleveland. I think he's the second game. Yeah. Um, so that's when you're facing Kluber the first game. Could could use a could use a big start from him, him and Bauer, which could be kind of an ugly game, but we'll see. All right, your first uh, regular award. Regular award. It's uh, <laughs> you know, 
a lot of a lot of awards a lot of my awards players really value it's the give me the ball game one joe and it's masa masahiro tanaka oh wow man we we've had the we had the discussion on the podcast who we're giving the game to or who we're giving the ball to in a either one one game playoff or you know just a game one starter is a a very big mentality man tanaka keeps throwing like he is and that's what we said before if he if he keeps throwing up double digit k games and things like that i don't think it's a knock at severino at all but man when tanaka throws it like that it's just beautiful he is confident on the mound his delivery looks like he's throwing 86 but he's actually throwing 95 i don't know a few more of those and i'm well i think we're always team tanaka but he's uh he looked good. Yeah, a lot of the the young the young fans that joined me on the Periscope, they're like, "Who's your favorite pitcher?" And I'm like, "CC or Tanaka." And they're like, "He's terrible." And I'm like, "Well, inherited wealth is a thing when you're rooting for a team." Yeah. And CC had th- Tanaka had three amazing years for us. Yeah. And uh, I think he's going to be good. And his last eleven starts, two point nine three ERA. His last five starts, two point two five ERA. Good Tanaka is back. I wrote on BronxPinstripes.com, I said, go find all your friends and relatives that are still harping that Tanaka's been bad and he sucks this year and get them up to date because that is an old storyline. Yeah. He hasn't had a bad start in uh, 11 starts. So I don't know how many weeks that is, three yeah. months. Uh, the day game thing's a myth. Tanaka had. <laughs> the day game thing's the, oh, I hate yeah. people that fall for that shit. Tanaka had, Tanaka had what, bad bad two months something like that really bad (laughs) yeah yeah all right good for you uh i also just love tanaka's presence on the mound i've been doing so many jokes about when he's on he takes his hat off and when he's not happy he leaves his hat on and it started out as kind of like i was thought i was making some something up out of nothing but it turns out it's pretty true like that first inning he gave up a run got a couple base runners walked off left his hat on next innings left it on after that quick one two three inning takes the hat off he when he's feeling good takes the hat off but he's never satisfied with himself which is awesome yeah to watch. that's awesome when when he misses a two strike pitch you just see him do that little flinch like fuck it should have should have had that they'll which pop is pretty cool the, to see a professional athlete they'll pop it up and he'll walk off the mound shaking his head he went seven innings yeah. pitched seven innings pitched one earned run 10 strikeouts today he left the mound shaking his head at himself upset yeah he's a competitor be interesting, interesting September between, or hopefully between him and Sevy. <laughs> and Sonny, Sonny, man. Try, try to throw your hat in the ring. I'd love it. Sonny's ERA in the, since in the second half of the season is one of the best in the American leagues, I think. Yeah. So, all right. You got something on that? Uh, I'm good. Give me, give me the ball, Joe. All right. Here's my award. It is the, hey, good for you award. Or, hey, good for you award. It's the good for you award. Goes to Jacoby Ellsbury. This is a guy the entire fan base hates because he makes too much money, which is hard to hate a guy for that. But, I mean, it's very easy to hate a guy for that. But then when you really think about it, like, oh, you hate him. Hate the people paying him. Anyway, he got sent to the bench because he belonged there. I will not apologize for anything bad I said about him in the past. He deserved hate. But right now he deserves a little accolades. He started three of the six games this week. In those three games, he went 5-for-11 with three runs and six RBIs. 
Saturday's game, that home run, two outs, two runners on. We were looking like we were going to do more of the dreadful leave runners in scoring position on, not get them in. He got four RBIs that day. He got all the runners in scoring position in. The home run was awesome. I was live for it. It was really fun. So good for you, Jacoby. You you didn't bitch about being sent to the bench. You haven't whined at all because, A, you don't have a personality, so I don't expect you to complain about anything. You don't even feel joy or upset or anything. But you got plugged into the game. You're coming through for us. Good for you. I've been I've casually joking about it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take some credit for it. I think I think we got the best fourth outfielder in the game right now. Oh, yeah, I've been saying that too. Terrible price tag. That would, <laughs> we, we didn't talk about this. Would have been a hilarious if he did have. Well, I don't think any athlete would actually do this, but if for the nickname weekend he put like best fourth outfielder or something, <laughs> hey, that would have been hilarious. But and what I, if he put the contract kid? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. We didn't talk about him, and I might as well just flush it out of the system. I I hated the Jersey weekend last week when we talked about it. I I was indifferent. They were atrocious, and not because there's nicknames or names on the jersey. They just looked hideous. Look like spring so, training. Yeah, it's I, so for that reason, I am out. But I, I still think the nicknames themselves were super lame. Right. Okay, your next award. My next award is the another just coveted, coveted award. And it's the I don't. <laughs> Am I giving the award to myself? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. It's, I haven't been broken, but I'm giving in to the hype. And I, I think it's just you from peppering me. I'm in, I'm in on Greg Bird, actually. I, I want to be coy about it. I want to be coy about it. Hashtag um, Bird Believer. Throw it out there. Verbal hashtag it. Bird here's, Believer. Here's the deal. He, um, like we've been talking about, the lineup is very close to being right. Uh, the pitching staff... Man, if Greg Bird is the guy that he was, he started the year as our number three hitter. He could definitely be a lefty impact bat that could really, really impact how the year winds down for the Yankees. So I'm, I'm not saying I'm a Bird believer, but well, you kind of are though. And going back to trade deadline and all that, we were talking Justin Bohr, this, that, and the other. I had talked myself down a little bit because. I think the only thing that's really given the Yankees fits, I was worried about lefty aces. I was worried about Chris Sale and Keuchel. So I almost talked myself down. I was like, well, we don't really need a big lefty impact bat if, if those guys are going to be what we run into in the playoffs. But it, it would be great to have. I don't even know if I listed the award, if the award's for me or for Greg or what. But, but you're, you're a bird believer. My arms are open. My arms are open. I'm glad you're in on Birdman, and you said that you were only in because I've been peppering you. I think I've been peppering all of Twitter yeah. to be in on Bird. Um, I'm going to go live for every at-bat until he hits a home run, unless I'm at work, then I won't do it. But I won't I won't feel more air me saying how great he is. I will say this. This is my only thing when people are like, I know I'm overly optimistic. It's kind of yes. a bit I'm playing, but I'm also overly optimistic. Yeah. My only comeback is, Tell me a time when he was healthy at any level and playing bad. Can't yeah, find it. I, I hey, I'm, you know, I, I picked it up. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down a little bit. I, you know, I've just got like ex girlfriend vibes about him. You know, it's just like <laughs> okay. You know, oh yeah, well, he, you know, 
She flirted with one of my friends a while back, so I think, well, whatever. You know, if we get Greg Bird back and it's right, that would be great. That's yep. New official stance. Probably going to homer off, off Kluber on Monday night, and, uh, you know, then I'll just be done with the live streams and we'll all be happy. My next award is, uh, man, you looked really good. You aren't supposed to look that good anymore. CC Sabathia. Carol Strawberry. Now, oh. <laughs> now, we've seen CC pitch. He's thrown a lot of good games this year. I don't think he's been as sharp as he was against Seattle. I like, I'd make gifts of the games as we go and I tweet them out. And almost every single curveball, I was like, holy shit, that's a nasty pitch. I got to post that one. I got to post that one. I did like four in a row, I think. He looked so sharp. For a guy that was going to retire two weeks ago, he's old, he's fat, he's always been fat. He's old and fat with a bad knee. He's not supposed to look that sharp, man. He usually grinds them out, gets through them, puts men on base. No, that was a gem. It was not a grind. It was sharp, good outing. Seven innings pitched, five hits, one one earned run, six Ks. Old, fat CC Sabathia. Good for him. And see, I pumped pumped up a lot of the the rest of the staff. But, again, playoff times, end of the season, whatever it may be, if we run into a team that's got some hot lefty bats, CC could be very important. We'll see. We, we love CC. Love CC. Gotta love Pilot. CC. Let's get into some questions. But I do have one question. All right, this one comes from Burnin91. Hey, I have a question for the podcast. Now that Bird is back, if he performs above expectations, what is that? What does it mean for Frazier and Headley? This is a burning question, and everyone's down on Todd Frazier right now. I just pulled up a stat because someone told me he's bad uh, with runners in scoring position. It's very easy to get lured into the what have you done for me lately trap. Since Todd Frazier has been a Yankee in that time period, he has the second most RBIs on the team. The problem is he's a power guy, and they come in bunches, and they'll win you three games, yeah. and then they'll do nothing for five games. So, but a, a, a third baseman on track for almost thirty homers, twenty-five homers, something like that. And I think the the other stat they dropped on uh, the stat they dropped on the broadcast today was something like there's only been there's only two third basemen that have hit thirty home runs the past two seasons, three seasons. But if Bird comes back and this guy said if Bird exceeds expectations, which probably means he does my expectations, exceeds the rest of the world's expectations, I think Frazier does become the odd man out because Chase Headley doesn't quit, man. He's getting his yeah. walks. He's getting his RBIs. And I think – and and anyway, you see a lot more righties than lefties, which means the, in the rotation right. I have, Frazier sees less time. See how he handles it. But, Ideally, you're, you're going to want to spin it to start as – you sit against the tough righties. You know, Kluber's out there tomorrow. Take a seat, Todd. We appreciate you. And then, depending how everybody's playing, then maybe you mix them in in a righty lineup here and there, stuff like that. But we'll we'll see. Still not a bad situation. And yeah, Chase has Chase has had some good swings from the uh, the right side of the plate. So yeah, he, he roped one on Sunday, and yeah. it got caught, but he hit it hard. I was like, whoa, Chase just like walloped that one. That was yeah. weird. All right, this guy says, talk about Chapman sucking ass. Here's yeah. the thing. Did you watch that inning? Watch um, the inning, no. It was it was a little like the Devers inning. He wasn't uh, that on, but he got – it's like a seven-pitch inning with a home run in the middle. 
100 mile per hour. This one was much more meatier. It was in the middle of the plate. Still like 100 zip. And I tweeted out, I was like, man, it's just fucking, I don't get it. Uh, he wasn't wild. We've seen him get in trouble because he's wild. We've seen him get in trouble because he, like, one, a couple times he just throws too many sliders and then they just bang out the slider. Yeah. This game, I, I, I just, I mean, I know a lot of guys, he was like, he sucks. I was like, what don't you get? He sucks. Why he sucks? Because he's still throwing 100 plus. I don't know if guys just hit him. I don't know what you do with him. Everyone's like, everyone wants him in, like, in 9-1 games. They're like, this is the time to use him. It's like, how far down do you think he's getting yeah. demoted? You go from closer to eighth Brian or ninth. Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, you don't go from closer to Brian Mitchell. You go from closer to seventh inning with a lead, or we saw he was in this. He came the next day after he got demoted from closer, he came in the sixth inning down. That's yeah. two notches down. So the people that want him in slop time, that's not how baseball works. You can't just no. demote him four rungs of the ladder. But or- he. He, he are screwed you up thinking, again. Are you close to we're, – we're weirdly big fans of this, which is pretty rude, but are you on the veteran get a 10-day injury kind of thing going, like just clear his thoughts? Are you there with him? What, what do you think? No. No. Pitch through? He came in that one game against the Red Sox, went one in the third inning, no runs – couple of hits judge actually no not a couple of hits like a strikeout with the pass ball and then judge let the guy get the third whatever he got through it uh, again i'm just more baffled hopefully he can figure it out i don't i don't yeah. know everyone's throwing I, these advanced stats at me and and i, I can't <laughs> i don't know you're not in on base revolutions on a baseball spin rate no I think uh, because because a you know, I don't think the technology to count a fucking baseball spins I will never trust that if you if if I see Araldis Chapman throw a hundred mile per hour bat baseball in a split second and then a robot's like that baseball just spun one hundred and thirty times it's fucking wrong man you're just making shit up there's no <laughs> way you know that you sound you sound like Francesca or someone. Um, yeah, that's very that's well. That's the only stat out there that I'm like, that's right. bullshit. <laughs> um, I'm uh, on the the uh, where we're at with Chapman. I'm almost this next week's a big week. Cleveland, Boston. If he gets takes a couple steps in the right direction, good. Keep that going. If not, I think you might want to give him like two weeks off in September. Come back mid September, you know. Clear mind, full hearts, can't lose. Yep. Um, like most, like most things, I'm not gonna. If they're like Chapman's going on ten day DL, one hundred percent, that's made up. They're giving him time to think about right. shit. Uh, but I'm not gonna be like, that's a bad move. Um, yeah. I just don't know if it's one hundred percent necessary. All right, this was a question that you we you kind of answered already. But this guy said, "Hey, what's up? I was thinking, how would you like these nickname jerseys as our road as a road alternate? Obviously, without the names on the back, but I." I think they're nice. So I thought they looked like spring training jerseys. Um, and I like, I, I, I responded to this kid, Matt. I said, well, I like our road aways already. I, I yeah. like them a lot. I know Jake, well, not that you dislike them, but no. but you didn't like these, even the looks of these. Uh, just, just no, wasn't into it. Looked, looked like yeah. a step below spring training. I, I don't even know. I People throw out like, well, the Yankees are such traditionalists, like you're so annoying with your traditions. It's less tradition 
than being conditioned. Yankee fans have seen the same two uniforms their entire lives. That's a conditioned state. You throw a third at them, a lot of teams change up. They do alternates all the time. Fans get used to seeing different different jerseys. Yankee fans are conditioned to see the same two things for their entire life. You can't throw a third at me and and not have me hate it. I don't know. I guess I'd have to see one I'd like, but I I just I didn't like these. I switched to the Orioles Red Sox game because I was scoreboard watching on Sunday after we won. The Orioles look it looked like I was watching the Little League World Series at times. Well, they had they also they also had a pitcher doing like the Orioles had a pitcher Castro doing like a 1950s like step back rock wind up, and it looked like a little kid. I was like, that was awesome. weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Mariners' socks today were pretty atrocious. I'm surprised those were even legal. Did you see those? Yeah, they're like yeah. Multicolored, almost like tie dye. Like it was. I thought the bats were a little distracting. Yeah. All right, we got we're three questions here from a very special listener, my father. One: Does Red Thunder make it back in the lineup? September call up, you give him some at bats. If he gets hot like he was initially when he was up, you get more at bats. You and me, and again, when you know, four weeks ago we wrote off Greg Bird a little bit. You know, Clint Frazier puts up a five home run week. The conversation will change, but he, uh, I, I was out on Clint Frazier a little earlier than you, and a lot earlier than most of the fan base that got locked into that's still into him. I should say we are the only two people that aren't on the Clint train. You know who reached out to me? Mike Cook from Twitter. We used to mention him on our yeah. old show, Get to Know Us all the time. So, what's yeah. up, Mike? I don't know if you listen to this one, but you just had a baby. Congrats. And he was like, what about my boy, Clint? I was like, I don't think he's got a role on the playoff team because I think you need to ride out Gardner Hicks Judge. Like, if we're in a pennant race, A, our September yeah. call-ups, everyone's excited about them. Our September call-ups aren't going to see a lot of time. We're in a pennant race. We need to play our starters. Yeah. We need to get people good at bats and used to, you know, in the routine. So they're there. So I don't think you're messing around with it that much. I think for that reason, you want Judge Hicks, Gardner, and then yeah. Ellsbury in the rotation too. So I just – the future's very high for Clint, but the future, not the now. Yeah, I, I think September you'll, you'll see him, you know, rest Gardner for a day if it's a tough lefty, something like that, maybe a DH or a pinch hit here and there. I I would be very shocked to see him be uh, a regular part of the lineup again this year. Same. All right. Next, my dad says John Boy is a little soft on Judge. So when the Yankees were winning, why wasn't it okay for the team to carry Chris Carter? What will determine when and if Judge is sat down? Comparing Judge <laughs> to Chris Carter is laughable, Dad. <laughs> laughable. Sacrilege. Yeah. I got into it on Twitter the other day because. I was like, he still has the highest on base percentage on the team. So, uh, he's not, but his hitting is terrible. But the team put up 36. So today they put up 10 runs. We're winning their second series in a row. We've scored 36 runs in the week. Judge has two walks, a hit, and he strikes out with some men on. And all anyone can do is tweet me, Judge sucks, Judge sucks. I'm like, can we focus on the positive? Yeah. And the team picked him up. Like, we haven't even talked about Judge on this podcast yet which I bet a lot of people will call us out on because we have so many people. This isn't a knock. Welcome aboard the fan base, but we have a lot of people that became Yankee fans or reignited their fanhood because Judge brought them in. Because of Judge, yeah. Because of Judge. So he brought a lot of new fans or he brought a lot of old casual fans to 
full-time fans this season because of him. Fantastic. Welcome aboard. I would never tell anyone not to be a new Yankee fan. It's a great franchise. Come work for us. But it's the, there's a team here. Judge was the team in the beginning, maybe. Yeah. We're still winning. We're playing good baseball. Does he need to be sat? Does he need to be moved down in the lineup? You know I don't really believe moving down a lineup does anything. So, do you want to answer my dad? Am I, am I being too soft on Judge? Old sports cliche. It's uh, you know, winning cures everything. As long as we're still winning, you know, Judge. Yeah. Let him figure it out. That's my thought. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be a little harsher. I mean, some, some of his post-All-Star break stats are, you know, amongst qualified batters, he was second worst batting average, stuff like that. So, at His certain, ability to hit the ball is bad right now. At a certain point, you have to – I, I don't know if it's this week, next week, or whatever it is, but if the Yankees were to go on a slide, it becomes a huge topic. And if Judge has another bad week or two, you could see him trickle down a little more. You could see five-hole, six-hole Judge. Um, yep. Some so, some guy some guy tweeted at me that you know I know I, I think it's time to demote him. It's like again, there's a lot of steps between batting three hole and being your everyday right fielder and demoting someone. So some fans are crazy. He's, he's, I, I feel like we're seeing the sparks. He had a nice double. He's getting double. on base still. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost judged out. Like when the team's winning and people can only treat me judge shit, I just come on. Yeah. Third question for my father. What role will little baby toe play now that Castro is back? He'll play the role that, is his role utility guy bench player right yeah they were the broadcasters o'neill was talking about again or k k was asking o'neill questions saying you know what do you think about some of these guys and how they fit on the team and talking about the yankee championship teams that had very defined roles like guys like louis soho um you know enrique wilson they were very much you know they knew that if they were on the yankees they were the utility infielder or whatever their position was Torres, I mean, the only thing that's a little different is he's still pretty young and could be an everyday second base. I, at some point in his career, he's going to have a chance to be an everyday second baseman. I don't know if it's with the Yankees or not. You think so? I don't think so. He's I think hitting, he's a. He's hitting what two ninety this year? But all he does is slap singles. I mean, you know, these second base is here in Colorado. He, that's that's pretty much what he does. He does it at a slightly better rate, but. Hey, if you can have a guy that's going to hit three hundo and play a pretty decent second base, there's <laughs> there's appeal for those kind of guys. <laughs> um, yep, no, I agree. I think he's a I think he's one of the best utility guys in the league. How old I, is Torres? 24. So that's the body thing. I mean, body of a 14-year-old, face of a 40-year-old. <laughs> he should be he should be improving slightly. I mean, not necessarily a leap, but hey, this guy's 20 if you had if you told me there was a second baseman who's 24 year old, 24 years old hitting 290, you'd say that's a player that I probably want to grow within my franchise. Usually, utility guys are guys that have already had their starting opportunity and then they've fallen off. That's true. Um, a team can give him a shot. So, um, yeah, I I think Torres is going to be fine with it for the rest of this season. If a 25 Torres comes back next year and he's hitting like 300s, whether it's because of injury or just getting some random games. I don't know if I'm him. I would want to be, <laughs> I'm saying I'm in 300 at the major league level. I shouldn't <laughs> let, let me, let me play baseball. Yeah. All right. 
I think for now he's a utility guy and he's awesome. Yeah. He's, and he, he's shown he can come off the bench and, and it doesn't phase him. Yeah. At any position. He had like one bad week where he made a terrible error and everyone hated him. But Yeah. All right. Last question. And we kind of discussed this, but this guy, he's a good regular listener. He said, Sonny has been really great his last few starts. Even in Oakland, combined with us, he has the best ERA in the AL in the last few months. If you're playing a wild card game, do you think it would be considered to start Sonny over Sevy if he keeps up his performance? I think you could do a whole segment called Sonny versus Sevy. Now, the wrinkle that you threw into the mix is Tanaka's throwing his hat in the ring. If Tanaka does his five starts he just had, if he does them five more times throughout six more times through September very well could be thinking Tanaka deserves it. Sevy right now is still my guy. The only thing I say about Sonny and, and this is biased and recency bias is he's slow. <laughs> K whined about K whined about it on air. Um, and it's true. So the game doesn't, doesn't feel as, fast everyone likes right. a fast-paced pitcher Sevy's a fast-paced pitcher and he's a strikeout dude Sonny Gray is a slow pitcher and he's nibbles so in a one game playoff do you trust the guy who nibbles and can get his pitch count really high or do you trust the guy who attacks the zone and gets a lot of strikeouts that's why I would go Sevy over right now yeah the, the last month's gonna be very interesting because say say the Yanks go to the wild card it's a one game one game playoff I mean, even right now, if all three were rested, I would probably want Tanaka on the hill. Well, just because, just because you say, and yeah, I, I might get chewed out for that a little bit. Whatever, man. Sevy's still very young, and I mean, has he pitched in a big game? I, you know, I know that's not necessarily no, what you go off of, but against Sale, Sale would be his biggest game. And I mean, he he got roughed up a little bit. The defense didn't help him. No, but, no, he did oh, really well when he faced out. I meant, I meant the other Red Sox game. Excuse yeah. me. You throw out, you know, Severino's twenty-four. I think we said. You throw out a twenty-four-year-old Severino and he doesn't have a great game. You know, Joe's not getting chewed out because he was—he's probably been the best pitcher over the duration of the season. Man, I just—if Tanaka keeps pitching like he's pitching, and like you said, the the built-up trust from previous years. It's it's a little unfair to Sonny. Right now, Sonny's not a conversation for me. Um, I know he's got some stats and some advanced stats out there that are really good pitching numbers. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. When I read this kid's question and I went into the podcast with it on the notes, I didn't even throw Tanaka's name in the air. Now he just pitched that game Sunday and did awesome. You have me completely on Tanaka bo- train right now, which – we're a lot different than our listeners, I think, because yeah. we put more stock into what have you done for me in the past and how much do I trust you it, rather than what have you done for me in the last two weeks. We look past the last two weeks. Just a different way to view baseball. A lot of people on Twitter, at least, and I think our listeners, two weeks is all they can remember. We, uh, whatever. So, so to answer your question, is it Sonny or Sevy? Hey, it might be Tanaka if we're, if we're, yeah. if we're, if we're deciding. All right, that's we're running late. We always run late. Love talking Yanks. Can talk Yanks forever. But we got picked off. No, actually, really quick. Really, we don't even need to talk about this. Abandoned Yanks. Clipper blew a save for the Houston Astros. Three runs. We're shocked. And Tyler Wade got sent down to AAA, hit a home run, and then the next game hit a ground rule double. So hopefully he gets his confidence up and then come, next year is a big league hitter. Hopefully he's not just a AAA hitter. Yeah. 
All right, so this, this next week coming up, you're listening to this on Monday. Obviously, tonight we're going to be facing Kluber. We're going to have a lot of lefties in our lineup. Then we got Bauer, then Tomlin, who's coming off the DL. And then the Sox series, we have Edward, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Fister, Pomerant, Sale. So this is basically AL championship week for us. We are going against the top dogs. Now, are we a top dog? Time for us t- to find out. I'm not going to go into this week incredibly confident like I have known to do in the past. I, I've known to boost my brain like, hey, if we win five out of these seven games, we're fucking golden. I'm a little more reserved. I'm a little more scared. We're playing good baseball. Even the first two games against the Sox last series, was we lost one of them. We won one of them. There was good baseball. Then the third was bad baseball. But we played a lot of good baseball recently. So I'm excited and I'm nervous about this week. Yeah, I mean, big week. I I think the biggest thing, you know, I'm even though what's happened this season has happened this season, I'm going to still be in fear of Chris Sale just because it's been working for us. So I don't want to flip sides and then Chris Sale puts on a, an absolute show. But um we start the week with Kluber and I mean, man, when when Kluber's on, He's he's silly. He's three three hits against us. He's a, uh, I mean he's a uh, seven eight innings pitched and like high double digit Ks when he's right. <laughs> like he's if he throws up an eight innings fourteen K game, you're not shocked. So my my only I shouldn't say my only concern. I would say if Kluber comes out and throws a gem tomorrow, and the Yankees are coming into this week saying, oh this is this is AL playoff week for us, like however you just phrased it, and that's how they start off, then you might see some some bad looks in the dugout, this, that, and the other. We also have Savvy on the mound. So let's go yeah. into Monday, Monday night. This is our wild card game. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, Bauer, Tomlin, Bauer held us to one run that game, but it should have been a lot of runs. We just couldn't, we couldn't crack it. I... <laughs> And as <laughs> the infamous sad podcast we had after the, the Red Sox loss, we've been giving the pitching a lot of love. The pitching's 90% there. If Sonny and CC are pitching like that, the bullpen, nine, <laughs> let's say 80% there. <laughs> Chapman's, <laughs> Chapman's got to figure out a lot. Um, and, War- and Warren fucked around. Yeah. The lineup, 80, 90% there. Um, yep. Hit 280 this week, scored a ton of runs. The only thing that has us, I think, from being a little over the top, you know, I every time I mention the playoffs, I kind of say if we get there or something like that. I think the only thing from keeping us from peacocking is that the the Red Sox have kind of just snipped their balls a little bit the past couple series with them. If we could get three out of four, man, I think we would be – we would be coming in hot. Well, we're at we'd, home. We'd, we'd be in contention for the division lead if we do that. We might have the division lead. It would be our shot across the bow at the Red Sox saying, we're, we're here. God, I, I really think that would just put September into overdrive. Then if – Oh, yeah. I, I don't, this I, week's going to do I, it. I don't want this in our heads, but, yeah, a, a two and five week this week would be pretty – that would be a dagger to the heart. But 
and again, <laughs> five and two, we're coming out next podcast talking about rings. So yeah, yep. All right, I have a I have a stat for you on Sale, and then we'll end it. Sure. Sale has started four games against the Yankees. In those games, his ERA is two point one six. The Yankees starting pitchers in those four games ERA one point three three. We've had four different pitchers face Sale. They've all come to task, done well. And I hope they – we have six games this week, so this is what I've been tweeting. I want – I hope the Yankees bring up Gumby to pitch the third game against Cleveland, which pushes back CeCe's start. And then in the Red Sox series, we have CeCe, Sonny, Tanaka, Sevy versus Sale. I think it's a no-brainer. But I think there was a situation where we thought the Yankees would do that against the Mets, and they did not. So they could have already announced they're not going to do that. But I think that would be um, smart. Get CeCe in against the Sox. Get CeCe, Tanaka, Sevy, Sonny. Those are our four guys. Put them in that Red Sox series. I would uh, highly suggest Cashman, 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 Brian, 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 Brian. Big fan of the show. Go do that. All right. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Uh, Rate, review, subscribe. Give us some reviews on the old podcast app. That's nice. iTunes. We got an Instagram. We got a Twitter at Talking Yanks on both of those. Jake's Twitter is at ESPN underscore Jake. Follow him. Mine is at Johnboy underscore. Follow me. Tell us what you think. Tell us any ideas you have. Stay in touch. It's fun. I like talking to you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got... And uh, I'll be going live for all of Greg Bird's at Greg Bird's at bats until it's a home run. You can find me on Periscope. And I will not be. Yeah, you don't got the gusto to go live. Oh come on. AKA the n- n- no life. I am no gusto. Life. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Go we Yankees. Appreciate it. Hope we win. Hope we win. Go Yankees. Let's go Yankees. Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.